When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! It is a football Friday here on Birds 365. Well, every Friday is a football Friday here on Birds 365. But what today is, is a game day football Friday. We haven't been able to say that since last January. Seems like a long time ago when the Eagles got their tails kicked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But a new season is upon us. And my partner, John McMullen, is ready to take his bad knee down to the link today to watch yeah. the Eagles and the Jets in an exciting preseason tilt. McMullen, are you ready to limp on over? Uh, yeah, man. What what could be more exciting than preseason football? I turned it on <laughs> a little bit last night. Boy, Jody, I couldn't last 10 minutes. I was like, oh. You didn't? You, could. you couldn't stick with the Giants no. and the Pats? Come on. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's tough. Uh, but, you know, it's Eagles, so it's more focused here and people will be interested but yeah it's a tough watch uh nfl preseason you know it's funny uh the whole year people psych themselves up for the first preseason game and then that tends to be what happens they go oh when is september whatever this year it's 11th for the eagles um detroit uh but it's a necessary evil and uh we'll get through it together here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And what we need to do starting tonight and two more preseason games and two uh, all in practice, well, four actually, two with each uh, of the Browns and the Dolphins, some joint practices, which if handled the same as they were last year, first year under coach Nick Sirianni, those could be pretty darn important uh, as far as deciding what this roster is going to look like, how this team is going to be made up, uh, we believe that the uh, action tonight will also tell a bit of a tale for the Eagle players because 
Oh, they'll use all 90 guys on the roster. Everybody's going to get a chance to play. This is a game where evaluation is as important as anything else because, yes, they do have to cut down to 53 uh, players. Uh, So Johnny Mack will start there. Uh, Supposedly Jalen Hurts is going to play some. Some we don't know what that number actually is, a series or two or how many plays that they go three and out both times. It's going to be a grand total of six plays, of which, you know, he's going to hand off at least three times. Uh, so how much are we going to learn about the starting quarterback? Who knows? But we're going to see backup quarterbacks, backup players everywhere, guys who, yes, won't be on this roster when they go to Detroit on September 11th. Who are the guys you're zeroing in on tonight? You, you'll you be sitting in the press box. You'll be taking your notes. There are certain things that you'll certainly want to see and have ideas about potentially doing uh, articles on and, and what stood out and who actually made a name for themselves. Who are at the top of your list? Yeah, I, I, I did that for, for SI yesterday, and it was uh, – it starts with the obvious, and that's the rookies. And most no, – probably more so than any other Cam Jurgens because of the circumstance and Jason Kelsey not being available. So, number one, we kind of talked about yesterday on the show. I want to see how they handle it. Do they go the Jody McDonald route and just say, all right, this is a starter. We got to, we got to put them in bubble wrap. Little, little with the bubble other wrap. Starters. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or do they try bubble. to get them? Yeah. They try to get them prepared. So that's number one. I want to see what, how they handle Cam Jurgens, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Um, I think Jordan, you know, Nicobe will probably play more than Jordan. I would think. Um, so the, it starts with the rookies. And, and then, you know, I want to see Reed Sinet because he's at a good camp. And I think a lot of people, including myself, thought, you know, that there was going to be a good chance that Carson Strong was going to be able to win that QB3 job. Well, I, I'll tell you what, if he is, he better be a, a, a game player and not a practice player because he's getting lapped in practice by Reed Sinet. Um, and if Reed just you know, it's his job to lose at this point. If he doesn't implode, he's going to be the third quarterback on this team. Uh, so I want to see him. Uh, as I said, he's had a good camp. He's even been been rewarded with a couple second team reps here and there. That's how well he's performed. And then there were some interesting tweaks in the defensive backfield over the past week. Uh, Josiah Scott getting cross-trained at safety along with slot corner. So I want to see him and the same thing with Andre Sachere being a little bit cross-trained as a defensive back and special teams player playing safety, playing slot corner, more of their big nickel look. So I want to see those guys. Um, And then the rest of the young corners. Now, you know, Zach McPherson's going to be there. So I'm not as concerned about him, but it was interesting because when camp started, I was a little bit surprised. Um, Mac McCain was the second team corner of Mac and Mac and Mac Bain, uh, opposite Zach McPherson. Um, and I was a little surprised by that because there was more hype around uh, Tay Gallon and Kerry Vincent. So, so Mac uh, started the process ahead. Then he kind of banged up his knee, just like me. Um, and, and he was out for a while. And then all of a sudden here comes Kerry Vincent and he's getting more reps outside. He plays inside as well. So versatility helps him 
And then he got hurt with a groin. He might not even play today because he's been out of practice. And Mac is back. Um, so how does that shake out? So Mac McCain, take Allen, Kerry Benson's probably not going to play, so that hurts him. So that backup corner spot is interesting to me. Um, so those are some of the some of the bigger name players, or not big name, but the rookies are the big names, but some of the lesser known players I'm I'm gonna be looking at. All right, a couple follow-ups on the guys you've already run out there uh, that you will be zeroed in on tonight. The backup uh, D-backs, safety and, and corner. Um, how much of what they show on special teams tonight? And no, they will evaluate uh, every practice, as I've had to this point, the, the dueling practices the next two weeks against the Browns and the Dolphins. But certainly on tape during an actual game uh, should carry its own weight, too. Of those DBs that, let's say, are all kind of grouped together and no one's really standing out, and that's why they're backup DBs to begin with, how much uh, their ability on coverage teams, on special teams, is going to play into the decision as to who makes it and who's not? Oh, I think a lot. That's one of the reasons I think Sasha Ray is getting all this cross-training and Scott because they're both good gunners uh, on, on the punt team, uh, or at least the best gunners the Eagles have had. Um and so you try to, you know, I always say if you're a defensive coach and you want to bang the table for somebody um, and go into Howie Roseman, because ultimately it's Howie's decision and, and Nick uh, to a lesser degree, you know, it's easy to say, look, this guy plays special teams. He can play nickel. He can play safety. It's easier to, 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 to sort of sell that player. So you can see them trying to find spots for Josiah Scott and, and Andre Sashere. I think it's a clear indication that at least Jonathan Gannon and Denard Wilson, the secondary coach, want those guys on this team. Um, now, there's a lot of, you know, other things that come into it. Uh, a promise. You know, GMs are thinking about not only this year, but next year and, and sort of those two or three year windows. So if they think somebody like Josh Job, who was another guy, uh, rookie corner from Alabama, um, undrafted guy, if they think he's got long-term potential, you know, they have to think it sometimes think in a different way. So a, a lot of things come into it, but you can see the coaching staff is trying to make the case for guys like Sachere and, and Josiah Scott. And uh, sticking with the special teams motif, uh, the law firm of Johnson, Johnson, and Jackson, um, all guys who will be playing on the edge, be it either defensive end and or uh, outside linebacker. The Eagles will show varying fronts and use the players differently uh, throughout the preseason. And for whoever makes the season, somebody's got to be Hassan Reddick's number one backup when he comes off the field, which is hopefully not often, but every once in a while, or if he sustains an injury, somebody's got to be able to fill in. How do you judge what those guys have shown so far tonight? How important is the first preseason game for them? Uh, I Really important. I mean, you know, those are arguably – Bubble players, in the case of Patrick or, or Kyron uh, Johnson, and maybe they're battling each other, to be honest. And 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 I think Teron Jackson has, has done enough that 
I, I wouldn't put him in in pen yet, but you could probably pencil him in and feel pretty comfortable. He's had a, a good camp, a young player. The Eagles like him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if he craps the bed in the preseason, it's not going to help him. So, you know, pencil's got an eraser. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you pencil people in. Um, it, it, as far as, you know, the backup to Hassan Reddick, look, if that were to happen – the Eagles don't really have a, a, a capable backup. I mean, you're never going to, I always say, you know, if you lose Lane Johnson, it's nice to have Jack Driscoll, but Jack Driscoll ain't Lane Johnson. The same thing with Jason Kelsey. It's nice to have a young kid who's got a lot of potential in Cam Jurgens, but he's not Jason Kelsey, um, you know, at least not yet. Um, same thing with Hassan Reddick. Um if the Eagles were to lose him, they probably have to play a different way. You know, they're they're not going to just plug somebody in and say, do what Hassan Reddick does. So, you know, then they're probably gonna have to ship what they want to do on the on the front. But yeah, I mean Patrick Johnson and Kyron Johnson, and the reason I default to Kyron is what we talked about before, special teams. He's supposed to be a a really good special teams player at, at, at Kansas, but we got to see that. I mean, they never have live drills in special teams. You can't tell who's good on special teams. Um, so that, that part of it's big in the preseason as well. Right. Cause yes, everyone is tackling to the ground, which you don't get at practice at the Novacare complex. All right. One more follow-up on something you mentioned earlier, and that's a quarterback position. Uh, Reed Smith has been, significantly better than Carson Strong, not really even close, as you mentioned. He got some second-team reps. He may get some second-team reps tonight because of the way the quarterback play shakes out, Jason. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be off the field damn quickly. Uh, we know the mustache man, uh, Gardner Minshew, will be in there second. But what if he doesn't get the job done tonight? What if he stinks? Uh, 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 let me start this way by asking a question. Who's had a better camp? Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So Gardner Minshew has not played all that well. No. I know he walked into the coach's office after he beat the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets in season last year and said, how can I become the starting quarterback of this team? The coach told him, not happening. Um, he's been a uh, starting quarterback in the league. He did win the game that he had to win in the regular season for the Eagles. Is it a lock that he's number two? If Reed Stanek goes in tonight and throws two touchdown passes and goes uh, 11 of 13 for 100 and change, and Gardner Minshew goes 5 of 12 for 42 yards, is there any battle for the second quarterback on this team this year? <clears throat> no, I, I I don't think so. I mean, okay. Gardner hasn't, uh, you know, the only thing that could change that is if somebody walked in tomorrow and, gave the Eagles a second round pick for Gardner Minshew. They might try to convince themselves, hey, Reed's look pretty good. Reed might be ready. Um, but that's not going to happen on on either end. Um, he hasn't been great in training camp. But I think the Eagles know what they have in Gardner Minshew. And, you know, he's a good backup. And if you need him for one or two or three games, he's better than what a lot of teams have. But, yeah, if you need to play him for a full season, the, the, the warts are going to show. 
But that's all you want of a backup. And I know maybe things are skewed here because of Nick Bowles and, and what he did, but that's not common, people. That's why we're all like the season's over. It's not common. You know, like you can go back to Jeff Hostetler. It, it, it's happened in the past. But it, it, typically when you go to your second-team quarterback, and I always get that Tom Moore quote because it's my favorite. It's my favorite quote. It is. And I'm talking about Peyton Manning and, and, and practicing Jim Sorgi. And he said, we, <laughs> if 18 gets hurt, we're, we're bleeped and we don't practice bleeps. And, you know, if you're down to your second-team quarterback, Gardner Minshew's as nice as you're going to have. I guess Kurt Warner would be the biggest example, but, you know, that uh, that was a lightning strike. Uh, and Dick Vermeil, who we love, and is in the Hall of Fame now. Congratulations, Dick. I mean, and, and Dick's known to be a crier. He had a reason to cry when Trent Green went down because nobody thought Kurt Warner could play, and all of a sudden the lightning struck. Doesn't happen often. You are correct. And if it happens this year and Gardner Minshew takes the Eagles to a uh, Super Bowl, remember this day. Jody McDonald will be on Birds 365 blatantly apologizing for even <laughs> asking the question, can Gardner Minshew be supplanted as the Eagles' backup quarterback by Reed Stanett? If he does what he can do, which is a long shot, yeah, I'm going to have some crow to eat. But that's okay. Won't be the first time. Uh, we're digging in for you here on Birds 365, getting ready you for, getting you ready for the first Eagle game of the year. Yeah, it's preseason. Yeah, you're going to need your roster in front of you. You got your uh, roster. Do you laminate your roster, John McMullen? Uh, I do not. Now, I although I did enjoy years ago, um, the the Eagles would, on like the first day of training camp, give like a laminated roster you can hang on like your lanyard for your credential. I did like those, but you know, they're a waste of time because there's so much movement. The yeah, roster changes coming, every coming stinking off, coming day. On. Yeah, so you can't do it every day. So Right, but it, you need it, one for tonight. you got to know all 90 players and all their numbers because guys will be going in and out yeah. all night long, and Johnny Mack will be there till the snap. I'll be in front of my TV till the last snap, uh, but it is nice to get Eagles football back. We've got two very good Eagle beat guests today. First up, uh, it is a game day, so we got to bring game day Kratz into the mix. Uh, Johnny's running partner at SI, Eddie Kratz, will jump aboard. And then a little later in the show, our pal Chris Franklin from NJ.com will come in. It's an Eagles day here on Birds 365. So you got Eagle John McMullen, Eagle Eddie Kratz, Eagle uh, Chris Franklin all jumping aboard with me, Jody Mack, here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh... Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Game day here on Birds 365. You got your Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. We are joined by former All-American wrestler, or maybe it's All-State, maybe it's All-Division. How awarded were you, uh, Mr. Kratz, during your grappling days? Um, well, you know, I, I, it's really testing my memory there. But, you know, I had I had my moments. I was I was pretty good. Um, I think he lost to Kurt Angle in the Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I that's never had, never had a match with Wardlow. I'd take over Wardlow because when no, you shook that, my hand. Ed's not, day, Ed's not a pro guy, but Ed uh, knows the amateur ranks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the uh, what what is it called? The uh, when when they break a tie. Ed, I love that word and I can't think of it. <laughs> It's criteria. Criteria. Yeah, you got to yeah. go to the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, wait a minute. Hold on a second here. I know it's <laughs> 365. I know we got a game day to do. When you finish in a tie in wrestling, you go to the criteria. What the hell does that mean? Well, I should point out if it's a team score tie, they go yeah. to the criteria. Uh, if you if it's an individual bout against two guys, then you wrestle overtime. So you yeah. decided on the map, but a team tie, they go to criteria and real quick, we had to go to criteria H when I was head, uh, head coach at one of the middle schools here, we were tied with another middle school and it went to criteria H, which was most first points scored or something. Yes. You know, yes. everything's like the NFL playoff. playoff race. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it yeah. was, just, it was crazy. The ref had the, the rule book out and the coach and me was <laughs> who's going to win here. The boys are all standing around waiting to celebrate or waiting to be bummed out. And uh, we ended up winning on criteria H. All right. Then here's where I know I'm going first. If it comes down to the tiebreaker between the Eagles and the Cowboys this year in the NFC East, if they have to go to criteria in the NFL, 
Will the Eagles be good enough? That'll be divisional tiebreaker head-to-head, assuming they split with the Cowboys. Who's taking the tiebreaker in the NFC East this year, Ed Kratz? Yeah, that's a tough one. You have to go with the Eagles, right? Just based on history of the NFC East. Nobody's won the, this thing back-to-back since the Eagles in 04 yeah. and 05. So in that situation, you probably go Eagles just based on the historical uh, the history of the NFC East. Trending in the NFC East, as good a criteria as you can find. I like yeah. it, Ed Kratz. Good yeah. job. Yeah. And I think criteria H this year in the NFL is best alternate helmets. So, <laughs> so we'll bring in Jeff Kerr uh, to decide uh, yeah. who wins that. Don't get but, uh, in that stuff. Let's stop talking about criteria. Let's get to game day. That's why you're here. Game day, Ed Kratz. Day. We, got a, we got an actual game. The New York Jets coming down the turnpike. What, what what are you looking forward to? First and foremost, give me a couple things. Yeah, I'm just excited to see a game, to be honest with you. You know, it's been 10 days of training camp practice, and, you know, it's been grueling with the heat. And, you know, I've had a blast covering the camp. I think it's been a very entertaining camp this year. There's a lot of new players to keep an eye on, so I've enjoyed it. But I have to admit, the last couple days of camp, it's like, okay, I'm ready for something new here. And I'm sure the players are. And now here we have something new tonight. The Jets are coming to town. I know it's only a preseason game and, you know, we're not going to see a lot. But, you know, there there are some guys on this Eagles team that I'm looking forward to seeing, especially the new guys. I want to see N'Kobe Dean, who I expect is going to play a pretty good amount just because he doesn't have a starting role at this point. So I think he'll play quite a bit. I think we'll see Jordan Davis play quite a bit uh, just to get him some reps, uh, get him used to blocking against other guys. So I'm excited to see them. And then Cam Jurgens, of course, he's the other second round. You know, the other draft pick came in the second round. I'm not sure, you know, how much Nick's going to play him just because he's now running with the starters uh, with Kelsey out. And, you know, you don't want anything to happen to him. So he may exit yeah, the starting that's, line. That's up. Jody's path, too. I'm yeah. kind of like, I got to get him ready just in case. That's yeah. an interesting decision by Nick Sirianni. I'm going to be interested to see how he handles that. It is. So, you know, I'm looking for and I and Reed Sinet to me has has really progressed almost daily yeah. uh, in his play at quarterback. Uh, so I think he's going to play a lot. Of, you know, you might see Hertz for a series, maybe two. I think he played 10 snaps in the preseason last year. So that's probably what we can expect this year. And then I think Minshew will come in and, and maybe take it through the rest of the half. Uh, and then you're going to see Reed Sinet, I think, play a quarter and a half and then bring in Carson Strong for a couple late series in the fourth quarter. But I really am kind of interested to see how Reed Sinet looks because he's looked good in practice. Now let's see if he can translate it. Into- yeah. Yeah. I had one of the things I want to watch tonight, and it's probably over talked about here on Birds 365, is the fact that the Eagles have had all preseason leading up to tonight's game a less than physical uh, offseason. Yeah, uh, that they believe in uh, less is more. We're not going to push the players. We're not going to tackle to the ground. Oh, tonight, everyone should be tackling to the ground. Uh, this is two NFL teams against each other. Yeah, it's only preseason. Won't have any effect on the regular season standings. But players are out there to try and win themselves the job. Who is the eagle guy that you will be watching? Because this guy's chomping at the bit. You can see it in practice. He wants to hit somebody. He wants to prove what kind of a hitter and physical player he is. And to be given a chance tonight because the team will be in in an opposing jersey. Who's that guy for the birds? I'd probably say Marcus Epps, the safety. I think he's chomping at the bit. We saw him, you know, 
knock uh, – I, I thought Boston Scott was knocked out during practice. Epps hit him right as he was at the goal line, and, and Scott went down like he was – you know, just like he was – you know, like hit really hard, which he was by Marcus <laughs> Epps. And I, he, he just laid there and I thought he was unconscious, but that, I think that's what gave Boston Scott his concussion. We haven't seen Scott since, but Epps to me, looks like he's ready to go out there and his body is chiseled from owning that, that uh, gym that he has out in California. Yeah. That guy probably has a cot set up in the back room. He probably slept there, woke up, lifted, had something to eat, took a rest, got up, lifted some more. I mean, that's the way it looks with him. It looks like he just lived in that weight room. So I think he's chomping at the bit. He's a starter now. I think he wants to go out there and not try to do too much, just take what the, you know, what plays come to him. But I think when he gets an opportunity, he's, he wants to lay somebody out. Um, yeah. Potential trades, Ed Kratz. How important is it for Jalen Rager to show up tonight? Uh, Andre Dillard, uh, and he's coming off the concussion. You know, who knows if he's even through the protocol? They were back at practice, Andre and Jordan, but they're still listed as limited because you have those weird concussion protocol rules. So who knows if they'll be on the field at all? But those pot- potential, and how he's known for those August trades, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> might be somebody going out because they want to keep somebody uh, might be somebody coming in big back, something of that nature, maybe an extra safety, maybe an extra tight end. How important is it for the Ragers and the Dillards of the world to have good preseasons? Well, I, I think both Milada and Dillard will get a series. I mean, yeah, they were listed as limited, but they were both out there taking some of the 11-on-11 teamwork on when, during Wednesday's practice. So if they're doing that, I'm sure they're going to play. And, you know, they might each play, you know, one series. Uh, but still, I think Milada will be out there when Hertz is out there. Uh, I don't think you're going to trust Hertz to be safe behind, you know, the Raven Clark, who may not play, but you know, a left tackle like a Josh Sill, you're not going to run Hertz out there with the first team offense and put in some, you know, far down the depth chart left tackle. <laughs> so I think Mulata's going to play. He'll play with Hertz. When Hertz leaves, Mulata will leave, and then Dillard will come in for a series or two. Um, and, and is it a big game for Dillard? I mean, I think teams know what Andre Dillard is at this point. He's been in the league for a few years. And, you know, my take on trading him is I, I'm not really sure the Eagles should do that uh, because who's your backup left tackle? If Mulata goes down with some sort of an injury. Well, uh, Raven Clark didn't open your eyes in camp. This- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Red Kratz. I, I when he was out, I shut my eyes a few times because I was concerned <laughs> for Hertz with the pressure that was coming off the edge, even you know, even though they well, maybe who knows? Maybe Coyote Awasika shows up. Maybe Jack Driscoll can play left tackle. Well, then you know, Driscoll's so. been training at right tackle yeah. in case of Lane Johnson. So I think Dillard is kind of the the play at left tackle he's your backup and you know he's a pretty good player um if you trade him that really really weakens that position in my opinion i mean he's gonna be gone next year he's gone well then then address it next year i mean this year though i think you need dillard on this team and however much he plays or doesn't play um and then as far as rager goes uh again 
teams kind of know what he is. He's got that body of work. Now, yeah, he's had a pretty good camp. He seems like maybe the switch went on a little bit when we talked to him during the week. You know, he talked about, you know, he, he came in in the best shape of his life, uh, which was different. Remember, he flunked his physical when he came in last year. Uh, so, again, I, I think Rager, they might try to trade him. I'm pretty sure they're trying to trade him as we speak. But Howie just wants a lot for him. He's not going to give him away. I mean, this yeah. this kid gives you some depth, just like Dillard does, if something were to happen to the receiver. And, by the way, we've seen injuries to receivers. Devontae Smith won't play. He's been on the, on the shelf for the last week with a groin. Uh, Greg Ward has a toe injury. So, already in camp, we've seen – Eagle receivers go down. Zach Pascal didn't practice for a week because of the food poisoning that cost him 16 pounds. So, you know, we've seen it. Uh, if that happens in season, Raker's a pretty good guy to bring in off the bench. Um, so I would be surprised if they traded him. But if some team says, hey, we'll give you a, a conditional second that can become a first next year. Whoa, based that on not, that's not happening. It's not happening. But that's no. that, or maybe a third, conditional third becomes a second. Yeah, maybe that's that. probably not happening. I don't know. I mean, again, uh, Howie's just not going to say, okay, give us a fifth-round pick for him. I just – I don't see that. I really Okay. Um, all right. Sticking in that same motif, I've got a good crystal ball working here. Um, the coin flip will go the Eagles' way. Coach Sirianni will defer because it's the only thing <laughs> he knows how to do. Uh, so the Jets will get the ball first. The Eagles will get a three, three and out on defense. Who's dropping back to take that first punt tonight? The first punt? I, I think I'm putting Britton Covey back there. I mean, that's why he's here. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can. I mean, listen, Rager has returned. But again, you know what he can do in the punt return game. And yeah, he's had a good camp and all. And he is the presumed starter at that spot. But I'm, I'm putting Britton Covey out there. And we've talked a lot about Covey. Um, very, very good camp. And they're not just going to keep him for his return skills. Uh, if he's going to make this team, it's going to have to be, he's going to have to show some, some yeah. uh, catching skills out of the slot. Yeah. And he's shown that in camp. So I, I would put Covey back there. You know what you have in Rager. Covey takes the first one, Rager, maybe the second, you flip flop back and forth, but I'd come right out of the gate with Covey again, keeping that fire lit, maybe under Jalen Rager that, Hey, you still have to go out and win the job here. You're, you're not safe yet. Um, so. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. The, the last practice, if it was any indication, they kind of whittled it down to to Cubby. And um, uh, by the way, he was also taking kick returns. So yes. I think we're going to see Jason Huntley as the kickoff returner and then Cubby as the punt returner. I think we're going to see Cubby. I think you're right, Ed, because well, a couple reasons. One, as you mentioned, they know. Uh, what Jalen can do back there, but also he's going to get some first team reps at receiver because Devontae's going to be out. So he kind of gets ramped up from that perspective. Um, now, who knows? Obviously, we're talking about two series, so it's not like a real game, but um, I think you're right. They want to evaluate Cubby and see if he can do it. And he's got great quickness, man. But boy, yeah. What what's the lightest uh, uh, weight category in amateur wrestling? Because he'd be in it. I mean, he is the smallest guy that you're ever going to see on an NFL football field. When I was talking to him, he said fans were asking if he was the kicker, which uh, probably insulted Jake Elliott a little bit. Oh, they're the same size. He is really really small. And so I mean, yeah, but small guys can play in this league. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Chip Kelly, seen... what was Chip's quote? Uh, bigger, big guys beat guys up little beat up guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, so he would not be a fan of Britton Covey. Um, but 
I think little guys can play in this league. Look, Boston Scott's a little guy. No, he's not, though. He's short. Well, he's short. There's, yeah, that's true. But Boston is, is jacked. Yeah. He is jacked. I used to <laughs> say that about Darren Sproles, too. People yeah. would say Darren's small. Uh-uh. Darren was the strongest guy in the team, pound for pound. Yeah. He was he was short. He was anything but small. His lower body was like a tank. Yeah. Cubby is just he's small, small well, everywhere. All right. If you say Scott's powerful and he well built, which he is, but Covey is quick. Quick. Yeah, he is. Quick he's and very shifty. quick. So, you know, if you're gonna be short, you have to have something else going for you. Scott's got the power, got the bulk. Covey to me has the the speed, the quickness, the shiftiness to to make a mark in this league, or you know, to to be on a roster. And and I think he'll be in the league this year. It may not be with the Eagles. I think it will be with the Eagles. I I, I don't think if he shows in these games what he has shown in practice that the Eagles will be able to get him to the practice squad. I might be wrong. I fall in love with these guys. You know, the Paul Henrys, you know, <laughs> Paul Turner's rather. Oh. I, I, I think I still have a Henry Josie jersey from a few Henry Josie, yeah. He was, uh, uh, you know, just I, I do have a soft spot for some of these undrafted guys that come in, and you know, uh, sometimes they just they just don't hit. But I think Covey can uh, can can play in this league, and I think he will play in this league this year somewhere, and maybe it's here in Philadelphia. Um, but uh, as far as getting back to uh, trading for a big back, John, I mean, we talked to Jamal Singleton this week, the running backs coach, and. You know, he was asked if he needs a big back, you know, and he says, you don't need a 240 pound guy. You know, he and he mentioned Scott. He said he's a powerful kid that, you know, he hits the hole. He, he knocks guys over. He's fast. Um, he didn't know. knock Marcus Epps over. No, he didn't. You know, yeah. that was a, <clears throat> that's true. He did not. Uh, Marcus but, you know, lay in the wood. They, they didn't uh, think, he doesn't think they need a big back. He, you know he why I don't think I actually I actually agree with Jamal. Um, who you know I'm a big fan of, but yes. Jamal Singleton, but uh, the Eagles uh, running back coach, run game quarter. Well, actually, Jeff Stoutland, but he's assistant head coach. So he's a big part of what the Eagles do. Um, I, I agree with the sentiment, but for a different reason. The Eagles don't need a big back because their big back is Jalen Hurts. That's their yeah. big back. Yeah. And that's their short yardage back. And that's a good short yardage back. I, I hate think. it, though. I hate putting Hurts in that kind of jeopardy. I know that's part of his skill set, but I think you're going to hurt the kid. And we saw him get hurt late last season. Really, well, He got hurt in the pocket, Ed. He got hurt in the pocket. Yeah, but, well, that okay, that happens. But I think you expose yourself when you're running the football. I mean, I like how he seems to be getting out of bounds when he's near the sideline and no, nobody's going to hit him. So that's the natural thing to do. We've seen him slide a couple times, which is good. He's working on that. Um, but I hate using him as a featured back. I, I really do. You know, I think Sanders, Gainwell, and, and Scott are going to have to be the guys. And by the way, Jason Huntley has looked really good. I think with his speed and his quickness in camp, we saw him have that about sixty-yard run at the link on Sunday night. We're going to see him a lot tonight. We're yeah. going to see him a lot going forward. Uh, and he's a guy that has a real opportunity. I don't see the Eagles keeping more than three backs, though. But he, maybe he can play himself into that fourth spot. I don't know yet. All right, Eddie. My uh, crystal ball worked well for the coin toss and the three and out and the punt. And then it started <laughs> to get a little bit hazy. Jalen Hurts jogs out onto the field. We know he's not going to play much, but we're glad to see him. Is it a given that the first play is going to be a slant to A.J. Brown? Because – 
That's basically all they did all preseason long with slants to A.J. Brown again and again and again and again. We know they're boys. We know they're tight. We know they're uh, simpatico. But chances are the rest of the league does too. Uh, how much will Jalen be able to spread the ball around in the 10 plays he's going to play tonight? <laughs> well, I like the way that crystal ball's working because, yeah, that that I would I would put money on that being the play is A.J. Brown, quick hitter slant. We've seen it, like you said, all all through practice. Uh, what I'd really like to see is just him do that slant and then turn it up up the seam and then throw, you know, chuck the ball as far as you can and try to hit him deep. Um but I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see a lot of A.J. Brown on the slants. Not a lot, but, you know, maybe of those 10 plays we might see Hurts, he'll throw to him three or four times. Uh, and uh, and Dallas will get the other three. And Dallas, uh, maybe Gainwell gets one in the slot. Maybe Miles runs the ball a couple times, and then it's, you know, take the helmet off and watch Minshew and company take the field. And uh, But I like that. I think that's a good over bet. Over under, let's say there's one or two series. Like if they go on a 10 play drive, I think that's it. I, yeah. I don't even think you get a second series. Sure. But let's say there's 10 plays over under anybody else gets the ball in the passing game. than Dallas Goddard or AJ Brown. Would you, would you take that? Would you take that prop and say somebody else is going to get it or, or no. Man, just based on practice, we haven't seen a lot of these. I mean, Quez Watkins has had a you know few opportunities in practice. Zach Pascal, he had a great know, really, last. Uh, he 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 really showed up in that practice number ten. Yeah, he uh, did. I mean, listen, yeah. he lost sixteen pounds, and you know, tell me how you're going to gain sixteen pounds when you're working in this heat. You know, you're sweating. You know, you're losing weight as you're practice. How are you going to regain that sixteen pounds? I mean, I'm sure he hasn't done that yet. Um, so I think they'll take it slow with him. So I wouldn't say him, but, but yeah, maybe I'd give Quez a reception, um, with, with, uh, you know, if maybe they'll out. try to prove something, throw it to somebody else. Maybe they hear us. Yeah. All, the only two players that get the stinking ball are AJ and Dallas. I know, but I don't see why you get away from that. Once the game starts, you know, that's what you've been working on. Okay. Let's see, you know, now they'll probably try to translate that to a game and then maybe next week when they go to Cleveland, They'll work on something else or something a little bit different and then try to use that against the Browns in next Sunday's game. But uh, right now, sure, I, I wouldn't bet too heavily against someone else getting it. If I had to, I'd probably say Quez Watkins maybe gets a target. Maybe they send him deep on the first play, see if he can get past the yeah. defense. So, yeah. um, but again, A.J. Brown's been you know, the spearhead of what's taken place in practice and Dallas Goddard has gotten his opportunity. So I, I can't see coming away from that. All right. So, so neither one of you see the Eagles turning back the clock and doing what they did when Terrell Owens was added to the roster. First play Donovan McNabb back to pass 83 yards later, Theo gets a touchdown in his first Eagle preseason game. You think it's going to be the slant, not the over the top and right, for right. over the top, but he doesn't necessarily think it's going to happen. Right. All right. Uh, hey, my partner, Johnny Max, has got to be uh, euphoric because tonight we have a matchup between two CEO coaches. Robert yeah. Sala of the Jets had turned over play calling defense off at both as soon as he became Jet head coach. Nick Sirianni did it in season last year, which means Shane Steichen will be calling the plays tonight. What are you looking for out of Shane Steichen, if anything, Ed Kratz? Well, I, I'm looking for efficiency in terms of getting the play in. I do not want to see any delay of the game calls, no matter what string is playing, third string, whoever. Let's be, you know, let's get the play in on time. 
give your quarterback time to come out of that huddle, read the defense. So that's incumbent on Shane to get that play in there. You know, I don't want to see any delay games or wasted timeouts because there's confusion. And listen, it's the first preseason game, so there might be some of that. But I want to see Shane have an efficient night calling calling the plays. If there's a delay of game or a, a wasted timeout, I don't want it to be his fault. I want to I want it to be a, maybe a player's fault who doesn't know where he's lined up or where he's supposed to go. But I want to see Shane, you know, have that fluidity in getting the plays called out there. And yeah, I, I I asked Nick that the last time we talked about him. That to me is the most important part of a preseason game is the mechanics of the coaching staff. Yep. And are they screwing up? It's it's like a dry run for them, um, and it's important. It might not be sexy, but it's important because that forty seconds goes quick, man. You you got to have everything, all your p's and q's, and that's one of the reasons I like CEO coaches because, you know, if if you're just the head coach of the offense and not the head coach of the deep, and you have a head coach of the like Jim Swartz when he was here. I mean, yeah, you're you're a super offensive coordinator. You're a glorified, supercharged offensive coordinator. So I like the fact that Nick Sirianni has has taken that route. Robert Sala did it from day one. Brian Dayball's doing it with the Giants, taking that CEO uh, approach, and and Mike Kafka is going to call plays there. It looks like so. I think the league as a whole is starting to open up their mind that hey, this job is bigger than calling the plays on offense. And I'm kind of happy that Nick Sirianni has realized that. I think that'll make him a better coach, but it also opens him up to some criticism, Ed, in that if the Eagles do struggle offensively and, you know, people are going to bring up, he was hired to be the play caller. They hired him, you know, he, this offense, young offensive guy, could there be blowback if things go in a negative direction? Yeah, you mean if they start two and five, they reevaluate. Well, it even or... even even struggling struggling offensively, it doesn't have to be a terrible record. But if the defense is winning games and the offense continues to struggle and struggle and struggle, are people going to bring up, "Hey, Nick, you're supposed to be the offensive guy"? Yeah, they're going to be pressure to yeah. take over that sure. that play calling back sure, there could be you know he'll be asked about it if there's yeah. a change needed of course yeah. uh, but if you're winning games with your defense and your offense is struggling they'll you know probably stick with it try to correct what the issues are and and get better on offense i, I you know I, I don't think he's ready to give it up i don't think he would be ready to give it up i might be wrong but there'll be pressure there'll be questions if yeah the offense is struggling but um you know let's let's get there first before we address that but i you know i, I think I like him being a CEO coach as well. And Nick is, a, you know, he likes to picture, portray himself as this really good communicator. And he is a good communicator. He talked about it the other day. If you see me in his word was fussing with some of the players and some of the coaches publicly in practice, he goes, that's just communication. If I'm getting angry, you know, I'm a pretty fiery guy. I'm not angry. I'm just communicating. I'm just trying to get the communication down correct, correctly. Um, so he, he's a communicator. And I think as a CEO, you have to be a communicator and he'll be on that sideline talking to players. You know, it'll be an interesting watch tonight. Now that we know he's just a CEO, we can watch him on the sidelines in between, you know, commercial breaks and stuff. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to Shane? Is he talking to, uh, JG, the defensive coordinator of the players? I'm, I'm sure he's going to be all over that sideline talking to guys. All right, Eddie K, since, uh, we know, well, I shouldn't say we know, but it's highly unlikely that, 
Grand Calcaterra is going to be playing tonight because he's been out of the lineup for mm-hmm. over a week now, hasn't practiced, so I doubt highly they're going to throw him in, even if he's physically up to it tonight. That's one of the more interesting battles on this team for me is the tight end position. You know, Dallas Goddard is starting. You know, Dallas Goddard is not coming off the field very often, maybe four wide receiver sets every once in a blue moon, but he you, know, you can sprint him, split him out, and he basically becomes a wide receiver. But somebody else got to play tight end. Somebody else going to make this roster as a tight end if Dallas goes down in a game when they do want to go tight end. It'll probably be stole in any blocking situation. But who is the second option as a pass-catching tight end for this Eagle team right now? Well, it looks like this kid Noah's a guy. Yeah, uh, Noah. Yeah. yeah. He was on my list, Ed Craig. He's on your list of 10. You can check that out on our site. John wrote, you know, 10 players to watch tonight. And Noah Tagai is on that list. Um, and he's shown up in camp. You know, he's made some nice catches. He made a great one-handed stab on Wednesday. The crowd was like, whoa. Ooh, and I was, you know, blocked by one of the assistants. I didn't see it, but apparently it was a good catch. Um, oh, one-handed stab. Yeah, one-handed. And the crowd really reacted to it. So, you know, the, the fans, all 200 of them, however many are there. But, um <laughs> Yeah, he's somebody that could play into this thing, Jody. Uh, but listen, if you're talking about a, a second tight end who's going to catch the ball, you don't, you've got enough weapons. You don't really need your second tight end to catch the ball. I mean, you already have Goddard, obviously Brown, Smith, Gainwell, or Sanders out of the backfield. Quez, I mean, you know, he's the, the second tight end is down the list for receptions. They're not going to be sending Jack Stoll out into patterns if he's the guy. They're bringing him in. Uh, Eddie, all it takes is one twist of the ankle, and then yeah. Dallas Goddard sitting up next to you in the uh, in the press box. Yeah. We, well, you, know, say, you know what? You should maybe look at the Jets' tight ends because they're loaded at tight end. And maybe, you know, at the 53 – Maybe uh, the Eagles are looking elsewhere for a backup they, tight end. They, they could be. But, you know, Stoll has done a decent job catching the ball in camp. And, he, you know, we talked to him after one practice, and he said that's something he really focused on in the offseason was running his routes, trying to be more precise with them, working with his hands, trying to be, you know, as shorthanded as he can be. So, you know, I, I'm confident in Jack Stoll. If you need him to run, you know, he only had four catches last year, I don't five or six targets. I mean, they hardly threw it to him. But if he does have to step up, 17 games is a long season, grueling season. You know there's going to be guys that's going to miss time. And Goddard has missed time. And he he plays a position where he's going to get hit, obviously, could lead to concussion. So I'm confident in Stoll, though, to be perfectly honest. I think think you're going to see – I don't like that, Ed. Well, I I look at the Jets. I look at Jody's Jets, and they signed C.J. Uzama. Uh, they signed Tyler Conklin. They draft Jeremy Rucker, who can't get on the field. I mean, that's the Jets. Everybody makes fun of the Jets. And they got at least three tight ends, and they might have more, who, you know, can really play. And we're talking about Jack Stoll. The Eagles got to get better at that backup tight end position. Now, I'm hopeful that Noah uh, Tagai can get better. Maybe Tyree Jackson gets healthy. Maybe he can be in the mix. I like Jack Stoll as a blocker, but I mean, as a receiver, I I don't I don't know if we can expect that much. Am I being too harsh on Jack Stoll? Well, I think he had 25 catches at Nebraska one year, so he he can catch the ball if you put him out in space. I think he can catch it. Uh, you know, he did have a drop. I noticed in practice, everybody's had a drop. 
But um, to be honest, those Jets guys you mentioned, those tight, I haven't heard of a single one of them. I mean, except for maybe the draft pick, Rucker. To be, you know, Jody, you know, he's wincing over there. Well, Uzamas was on the AFC champions. He was, uh, you know, he was their starting tight Bengals, the Bengals, yeah, from the Bengals. Conklin right. caught, I don't know, 60 balls last year. Yeah. Um, that, those are proven guys. Yeah. Those are proven guys. We'll I'll see give you a guy tonight who's going to make a catch in the game. It'll be an exciting catch because he's a good physical specimen. Uh, was on the roster all last year. Didn't really blossom the way I thought he would. Because, yeah, I'm stupid enough to watch preseason games. For the <laughs> uh, Kenny Yeboa. Kenny Yeboa. See? Yeah. Kenny Yeboa. Fifth- I remember Kenny Yeboa from practice last year, actually. Joined- right. Yeah, you, kinda- you're the dual practices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's on the roster again. But as John pointed out, they – went out and got additions at tight end. So he's a guy who's going to have a tough time making the roster. Yeah, keep an eye on him tonight, Eddie Kratz. And you I can will. say, hey, I heard on Bird Street 65, Kenny Yaboa could be a guy who could land on the Eagles practice. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. That's Well, uh, on the perfect. flip side of that is with these Hall of Fame tight ends that the Jets have, that's going to be a good test <laughs> for this defense to try to stop these guys. That's true. That's the area they, they can't stop tight ends. Yeah. Last year, and they yeah. have Kaiser White who won't play much, but now you're going to look at N'Kobe Dean. Can he cover? Davion Taylor, you're going to – you're going to have to try to stop these Hall of Fame, these gold jacket yeah. guys. Now it's going to Tyler Conklin. Take getting, your shots, Kratz. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll getting, remember getting, that. You don't think I'll? You don't think I'll remember that? He's I'm already sure getting he tailored. Sure he's he already getting tailored for the gold jacket, yeah. Tyler when, Conklin. When when the Jets have more completions to their tight ends this year, now nobody's going to have more than Goddard. But when you put all of the Jets, the depth position, it is tight end for the New York Jets together this year, and they have more catches than uh, the Eagle tight ends. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll reference back to this at some future date. Sure, and listen, tight ends are a young quarterback's best friend, right? I mean, yeah, they, they, it would be very wise for the Jets' offense to run some plays for Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, to- but see, that, that's not the case with the Jets' quarterback. Uh, tight ends aren't his best friend. His mother's friend is his best friend, the <laughs> Jets' quarterback. You know? That's a good point. It's been a good off season for uh, yeah. It's Zach been a great Wilson. off season. I don't know. I don't know how well he's done at camp, but he's had a good yeah, off season. Uh, I like this Elijah Moore too. I know. I do know yeah. some Jets. I, I and Elijah I got uh, who they draft, Jody. Um, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you'll yeah, see Garrett so Wilson Jets, tonight. You'll get plenty of time. <clears throat> the yeah, Jets all of a sudden have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball, so we'll see. Uh, about now, I meant the wide receiver tone. They did get Sauce Gardner, but they got Garrett yes. Wilson as well. Uh, so the Jets are adding uh, significant talent. Yeah, they got um, Nate Herbig, right? They picked up Nate yeah, Herbig. Nate Herbig. And remember, we what we talked about him up at Blue Street here, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. As a potential edge guy yes. that the Eagles could have interest in yes. in the draft. The Jets ended up getting him at the bottom of the first. What round. happens when you're so bad and you get three first round picks you get some talent same with the giants so maybe things are are turning yeah. he's a no Vinny curry though he's no he's no vinnie no. curry yet and vinnie's trying to make a comeback we talked about I that know. yesterday yeah. had an awful uh rare blood disorder had to have a spleen mm, yeah. removed but and he's such a good guy you yeah know, such a good guy stuff. yeah hasn't been a practice brian costello told us yesterday he's had a hamstring so probably a long shot but we're yeah. rooting for benny uh, last one for me, Ed, follow him on Twitter at kratzesi.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. Um, defense, we haven't talked about the defense. I'm kind of excited for this reason about the defense. People are finally going to get to see 
the base defense, and they can stop talking about three fours, three fours, and four three. They're going to get to know what a five two overhang is with Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and the three guys in the interior. Um, my buddy at Honest NFL, I'm going to give him a plug. Uh, former scout on Twitter, you can follow him there. Does great work, but um, he he has a good thread this morning explaining what the Eagles' base defense is. So everybody should go look at that, and they're going to go see it for the first time tonight. Um, it, 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 what are you excited to see from that defense? From a perspective, they have so many new additions: Reddick, Davis. You, we mentioned Dean a little bit. Bradbury has had a tremendous camp. Um, all these new additions, who who are the most excited you are to see? Well, again, it'll be a limited role, but Hassan Reddick, I would love to see. You know, as much as we talk about A.J. Brown being the big ad on offense, uh, Hassan Reddick has been that on the defense. Um, but again, he's not going to play a whole lot. Uh, and, you know, we talked to Hassan Reddick in the mixed zone the other day. It was just the three of us talking to him. Everybody was consumed with Derek Barnett and his uh, one of There was someone else in the tent, and there was only three. So Reddick was talking about, and, he, you know, he says that J.G. and Jeremiah Washburn come to him and ask him what he likes to run. What what should they be calling for him that he's comfortable with? And I asked him, do they do you ever say, hey, man, I want to drop into coverage? That's what I want to do on this play because, you know, we made the big deal. Is he going to drop back or is he going to rush? And, you know, he said, listen, you know, he goes, I understand – why they want me to, to drop. He goes, because there are other things that come off of that. And I'm thinking blitz. I think we're going to see, you know, him drop in the coverage and maybe they bring a, a safety on yeah, a blitz, zone blitz. Zone another blitz, linebacker. Yeah. yeah. The zone blitz, or maybe the quarterback's confused and Reddick's covering a tight end on a quick pass and you're blitzing somewhere else. And he throws it right to Reddick for a pick. So I don't think we're going to see that tonight. I think JG is going to play it pretty close to the vest. They don't want to give away too much, obviously, but we've seen some safety blitzes at practice and camp. Um, you know, maybe we'll see one or, two, one or two of those. But somebody asked me if I thought they were going to blitz more this year. And, yes, I think they will. I know he doesn't like to, but he's got the personnel now to do it. And I think we'll see some of that as the season goes on, not necessarily tonight. But to answer your question, I would say Reddick, I'm excited to see. I want to see Marcus mm. Epps in a, in a short role. I want to see N'Kobe Dean. Again, I think N'Kobe Dean's going to play uh, a significant number of snaps because when the season starts, I'm not sure how many he's going to see. So this is his time to kind of sharpen his skills learn the speed of the NFL game and whatnot. So Nicobe Dean's another guy I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see tonight. All right, Ed, two-part question to close it out, uh, a prediction uh, as part of it. Number one, what will the Eagles be putting out as far as the spread goes tonight pre-game <laughs> eats for you guys? And number two, who gets there first, you or McMullen? <laughs> well, John's notorious for getting there before I am. Uh, now, nah, well, it depends. If you know what the start time is, you might beat me. If you think <laughs> it's a four thirty game, Ed might be there. All right, right. you know you can't ever uh, live that down. I a couple years ago, Jody, I showed up for the New Orleans Saints were in town, and I thought it was a, a one third or a one o'clock kick, and it was four thirty. So I get there <laughs> ten thirty, and I'm like, man, there's nobody here. Nobody here. I sit down, and so I realize, oh man. I got a long day. 
What time is the food coming out? I'm going to be eating a lot of it. I got a lot of time. <laughs> but, uh, but no, John's usually – when I walk in, usually to the press row, John's already there. He's got a full plate. I think it's even got some donuts on it for dessert. <laughs> already moved Give on. Give away all my <laughs> secrets, Ed. Yeah. I don't like traffic, so I'm going to be there early. <laughs> yeah, man, you consistently. So anyway, I don't know what they're going to serve. I think, you know, hopefully it's more than just the soft pretzels they had at the open uh, practice at the link because I, I need more. <laughs> Um, exactly. But both you know, of you, both of you guys need more. Do I, I'm we saying, need more I'm going to look into your crystal ball, Jody, and I'm going to say cheesesteaks. That's what Cheese, they're going to pop Very out. nice. All right. right. Enjoy. Eddie, thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll get you up again next week. Uh, have a good time tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Ed Kratz, <clears throat> uh, John's partner with SI, giving you all the Eagle uh, info that you can handle. You get it here with us on Birds 365 coming up next hour. Chris Franklin for NJ.com as we get ready for Birds Jets tonight. We're talking about it on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
hour in the books, one left to play here on Birds 365. Johnny Mac getting ready to head over to uh, the link tonight to watch the Eagles and the Jets. So at 7.30 start, any pregame responsibility? What time are you leaving the house, McMullen? Uh, I haven't gotten that far. I got to I gotta mull that over. You haven't laid it I'm, out I'm, yet in your mind? Well, you don't have your itinerary already pounded out? Now, what 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 complicates matters is um, the credentials are not done yet, so we got to pick them up at will call. So I think will call opens at five. So then you got to strategize, Jody, because a bunch of people are going to show up right at five. I don't want to sit in that that line. So you know you got to you got to find a soft spot. So probably I'm guessing. 445 ish i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the house it's okay. my right. my early my early thought sounds sounds like you got pretty well laid out and the game's supposed to kick off at uh 7 30 so you have plenty of time before the kickoff actually takes place now i yesterday we had uh brian costello on with us uh beat guy for the jets for the new york post and, and wfan and he gave us uh some pretty good jet insight and i follow a bunch of other jet reporters on twitter um and i love this i love football fans these certainly eagles fans those on our stream uh but they're uh alike across the country everybody has uh got the same attitude when it comes to the hometown team um someone just put up sauce is going to get cooked tonight our buddy dominique d uh so, they were desperate to have sauce here in Philadelphia. We aren't that long removed that I'd forgotten that. Oh, Who? Eagle fans wanted Who? sauce Gardner in yeah. the worst way. He's in, a, he's in the wrong color green now, Jody. He's yeah, dead to them. He's, he's going to get cooked to tonight. If he was yeah. in Eagle green, he'd be showing his Pro Bowl type status oh, in yeah. his first ever NFL. Well, game. then you got Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is getting tailored for a very, very big Hall of Fame jacket. So. Do, do uh, love when rookies play. But uh, that that lends me to a question about a player who will not be Sauce Gardner playing cornerback for the Eagles tonight, but a guy who I think the Eagles, I don't want to say they got lucky because they really did uh, pursue him pretty damn quick and got the deal done, tip of the cap to Howie Roseman, because um, you know the day. Oh, shoot, I was saying it before you ever got released by the Giants, that James Bradbury Giants had salary cap issues. It looked like he was going to be the guy who was on the short end of the stick. They didn't have salary cap room to, to sign their rookies before the draft. So you knew they had to do something to be able to get their rookies under contract. And it was released James Bradbury, who was a Pro Bowl level player for uh, Carolina and had a really good first year with the Giants. Not as good last year. People projected the drop off as the beginning of uh, the end for James Bradbury. I sure as hell didn't. And he has been one of the stars of camp. You can confirm that. How much are we going to see out of Bradbury tonight? Uh, not much. Um, yeah, he's going to be one of those cameo guys. Uh, he's going to be off the field quickly because he's proven. Uh, not a, he's a proven NFL player, as you mentioned, but he's proven himself here too. I've argued he's been the best player in camp, and and I I wrote about that earlier this week as well, and. Um, you know, you can read a lot of this at jacobsports.com, but you know, it, people ask me all the time, who's been the best player at camp? And I, I generally say Bradbury on the defense, AJ Brown on the offense, which is kind of counterintuitive, but in a lot of ways it makes sense because they're going against each other a lot. 
and Slay's in that as well. Slay's been really good. And, you know, two really good players going against each other. And the Eagles put up a video on their social media, um, just just a Brown and Bradbury going at it. You know, Brown wins once, Bradbury wins. Just a really good player to the point where he's been so good in camp, I can't imagine how he could be that good in games. Um, yeah, he's been lights out. He's been a great addition to the point where the Eagles should start talking about a longer-term deal. Now, if I'm James Bradbury, I'm just going to play out the year and 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 see what I can get in free agency. But if you can convince him um, to take that team-friendly deal, they should already be thinking about extension. That's how that's how good he's been. That's how good a player he is, really. And I like Bradbury a lot and would love to see the Eagles get a contract extension done with him. I'm with you, Johnny Mack, if I'm Bradbury. And the fact that they got a one-year deal. See, that was the reason that I wasn't sure that the Eagles were going to be able to get him. Because I thought, and it's just my evaluation of the player, he merited a multi-year deal from uh, whoever was going to sign him this offseason. But the Eagles put enough out there for one year and an open starting spot, not a come in and compete type of thing. They were going to hand him Stephen Nelson's job, who, as John always points out, uh, Stephen Nelson, day one, camp last year, out there with the ones. They handed him a starting job. He had it all year long. He wasn't coming back to the Eagles. Uh, so they could honestly tell James Bradbury, you're our guy. We're going to put you in course from play. That's it. Done. You don't have to worry about competing. So he jumped at that chance, took the Eagles money. But I don't think he's going to take the Eagles money again until he goes through free. Yeah, I, w- I would bet on myself if I'm James Bradbury. He looks primed to have a, a big season. So, Jody, now you have to pop out early. So we have Chris Franklin in the green room. What should we do here? Should we do a Quick, break or should yeah, we? Yeah, uh... quickie timeout. Then we come back. We talk to CF. You, yeah. n- n- not a problem, right? You're good with no. that. Yeah, All let's right. do it. We'll take a quick timeout and then, oh, look, he's smiling at us already. He's in a good yeah. mood. It's a game day. Chris Franklin's yeah. ready. He's next here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on can Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. 
Is the length of the glass equal to your- You betcha. But is it made out of- Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip- Smooth? Will you stop doing- That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Game day of the calendar, well, not the calendar year, because they did play that other game last January. I guess that was the first game day of 2022. That didn't go well. Uh, hopefully, tonight's game for you Eagle fans goes better, because they take on the New York Jets in their preseason opener. Chris Franklin's going to help us get pumped up for tonight's game. Are you ready for some football, Mr. Franklin? I cannot wait, because it'll, be it'll be fun to see the Eagles take on somebody other than themselves. It'll be fun to actually see some tackling besides the live open practice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. What is tackling? What is Chris? tackling? Yeah. We're talking about tackling, not not two hand touch, not, not holding them up, not to thud. Tackling. I'm liking that. Yeah. <laughs> it will be interesting to see, you know, who's kind of uh, doing that technique, fundamental work, and who can bring people down in a live environment because it's there's a big difference. And this is where we get to see – we always talk about the running backs. Everybody asks us, Chris, how are the running backs doing? I, I don't know. They don't do it. You know, they don't get tackled. <laughs> I mean, can they break a tackle? Who knows? Offensive linemen, all of a sudden the physicality of that Eagles offensive line can show up. Now, who knows if Jordan Mylott is going to play. You know, Nick said we're going to get a series or two from the healthy starters. Um I don't see why would lie about that. So we're going to get a cameo. Um, what are you most looking forward to see besides that tackling and that physicality? I want to see, and I'll, I'll start offensively. I want to see that chemistry early on. I want to see if they come out there. We know they're not spending all this time game planning for a preseason, the first preseason game, but I want to see how well they come out and they execute how well, Jalen Hurts and and whoever's receiver is A.J. Brown, if he plays, or whoever's out there, how well the timing has gotten there against some of these other corners. Because after a while, as camp goes on, even though it's human nature, well, I see this guy, I've seen it so many times, this guy's lining up a little bit inside. Oh, I know where he's going to go, and you get that little yeah. quick in the middle second. So to see them mix it up a little bit, that one. And then defensively, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Kobe Dean because how many times have we seen where they basically seven or seven is a passing you have to you see him drop back in coverage, and he can't really tackle anybody. As you mentioned earlier, he comes running back, he can't really tackle anybody yeah. when it comes to these things. So I want to see his instincts and how quickly he gets to the ball and if he can be an impact guy, even if he's on the second unit. 
Um, Chris, this will probably not uh, win me any points here with our audience. <laughs> Is Jason Kelsey too tough for his own good? He will not be playing tonight. He had to undergo surgery. It's questionable as to whether he's going to be there for the first game against the Lions. I'm assuming he didn't have the surgery done because he's a tough guy and thought he could play through it and didn't need surgery. And now he has to have surgery, which does put a game or a couple in question for the beginning of the season. Is he too tough for his own good? I think sometimes every time on a team, you need at least one guy to act like the, the bravado guy, like, oh, I can gut through this. And he's gutted through it for 120 plus games. He start, straight starts. He's gutted through it. Yeah. I don't know if it was one of those things where he really truly was contemplating retirement. And he thought, like, okay, I'm not going to get it right away. I might do this. And then he's like, oh, I'm coming back and I can play through this. It'll be all right. I'll just get the, the brace and everything out there. It would have been nice to see it happen earlier. Yeah, I think it would have been that because then that gives Camp Jurgens even more time to prep for tonight, even though it's a preseason game. But I think overall, I, I wouldn't be too ups- I wouldn't be too upset like it because a lot of football guys are like, hey, you know what? Now I can gut through this because mainly some of those guys are looking to keep their jobs. But even though you're Jason Kelsey, you still got that 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 drive and that will, and sometimes that ego as well too. Like you know what? No, I want to prove nobody's going to do this. Like I'm the best to do in that area, so I want to have to be physical and deal with some stuff. So that's, that's why I think on that. Um, we've been debating this part of the Jason Kelsey story, uh, Chris. So I want to get your take on it. Uh, how is Nick Sirianni going to handle Cam Jurgens now that he's a starter, at least for the short term, does he put him in bubble wrap with the other starters or is he a rookie? He needs reps. I got to get him prepared for week one, just in case. How do you think he's going to handle Cam Jurgens? I'd play him most through almost through a quarter and a half, to be honest with us. Maybe up to to uh, through two quarters because we figure Kelsey's going to come back. Cam's not going to be back in there for foreseeable future. You, you you almost hope you hope you don't see him again unless it's a blowout. You try to get your guys yeah. in there to get somebody in yeah. the game. So I think now is the time where you want to get him the reps. You want him to get a feel because you can look at video and say, "Oh well, okay, that's a three four. He's the mic here, here, and that." But then when you actually see it and the live bulls flying, like, well, these guys are really going to get that extra level. So I'd get them as much time as you can right now in the preseason and then just have them uh, follow, keep following Kelsey around from there on out. But he, he should, he just, for his next three games, he should get a lot of time. All right. Eagles are serving a lot of masters tonight between getting guys in rhythm, playing together, getting guys reps, getting guys protected because you don't want them injured because the first game will be here in 30 days before you know it against the Lions. So they got a lot of contingencies tied into tonight. But the first play of the game is going to be uh, Jalen Hurts on a slant uh, uh, A.J. Brown, right? <laughs> they got that down. They did a lot of that in practice. If you want that first play successful, it's got to be a slant from Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, right? You know what? I, I personally, personally, I would love to see a play-action pass a la the T.O. to Donovan. You know, personally, yeah. pass, play-action pass. Everybody wants, yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see that. But the best and, thing is know, By the way, Jalen's really good throwing that deep ball down the right sideline. He's got a nice feel for it. Uh, if the ball comes out on time, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. If you see the deep shot right off the bat, who cares, right? Preseason, yeah. get people excited. Yeah, and especially Jalen, he he's he's a quarterback who needs to be 
in the flow early. You get, you get a good indication when his first three flows. I can see the slant. I can see a bubble screen right now. The bubble screen. AJ Brown. No, okay, no crowd cheers screen. and then that no one too. Bubble screen. <laughs> Don't bubble screen me, Nick Sirianni. Shane Steichen, if you're <laughs> Don't bubble screen me. Because uh, they'll, they'll go out and go, okay, he had a he finished three for three. He looked good, looked sharp, and that'll be the narrative going into the Cleveland. That'll be it. Well, here, here, here's where I'm so Nick has told us a series or two. So I think if they go on like a 10 play drive, that's it. They, that they'll take Jalen out. Uh, if it's three and out, maybe he gets a second series. But um, over under, would you say that look, AJ and Dallas are getting the ball when they throw it, or is there a chance somebody else could be anybody? Are you taking the field? Somebody else can get the football in that short window. Uh, because it's been all AJ and Dallas in camp. I'll take the field, and I think it'll be a. I think it'll be Miles Sanders on a dump ball. It'll be, it'll be so. It'll, I think we'll see. It'll be so vanilla. I feel like we're at an ice cream factory. It's like, all right, cool. This is okay. Slant, slants, and run, run side. But I want. That's one thing I really want him to really work on and start to do is take those checkdowns because a lot of times these defenses are going to have to play deep and they're going to be basically looking to not have a big play happen to them. The checkdowns to either him or Gainwell are going to be there. So I think tonight, I think Robert Sala is not going to want to get beat deep, keep his confidence in his defense going. So then you might have Miles Sanders on a swing route and dump it off there. So I think AJ and Goddard will get theirs, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Sanders gets a couple in there too. And I'm going to ask both of you guys this question and I'll lay it out for you. All the way back to Jalen Hurts when he stepped in for Carson Wentz. All last season, even whatever you've seen this preseason. And the word I'm using is screen. And when I say screen game, usually screen means the running back has got to start behind the quarterback. Uh, For me, that's a true screen. But I'll say any wide receiver, any uh, running back catches, how would you grade Jalen Hurts' screen game? From the time he came into the league up to tonight's game against the Jets. What kind of grade would you give Jalen Hurts is a screen passer. I'd probably go C plus B minus range because they didn't the timing the timing's gotten better, I think. Cause when he first got in when he first got in the league and he's doing a couple of things, it was like, okay, he's holding the ball too long and on that back foot and then trying to get rid of it. And it's like, okay, it looks disjointed. I think it's gotten better. And I think he's we'll see it more, I hope I think, this year. And I think it'll be a good thing to use more, but it's Probably C plus range if I had to, if I had to give it a grade on there. Yeah, I think it's tough to give Jalen a grade because there's so many moving parts to the screen game. I I don't think the Eagles have been good at it, Jody, as a whole. Right. Um, but I think a lot of that is like when they do the wide receiver screens, for instance. You know, they can't seem to figure out they can't go downfield. You know? <laughs> um, and and that to me is coaching or 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 the receivers trying to block um they're pretty good with tight end screens um the traditional running back screen i I don't think miles is very good at it i don't think miles hits his landmarks on on occasion and that's what do staley used to tell us um kenny should be better at it but i think it's been like a whole i i don't think the eagles are very good at the screen so is is that on sirianni 
Yeah. If we say the Eagles, the Eagles screen game isn't good. Is that on a head coach and working with his other coaches and going, we need to be better on this? Yeah. One of my biggest, and Chris, you can chime in on this. Uh, One of my biggest criticisms of of Nick was, um, and we've already seen it in camp when the officials were there. How many, how many touchdowns got called back uh, for rub routes? (laughs) Uh, yep. and, and, and the receivers and Nick's supposed to be a receiver guy. Right. Um, that's, that was one of my biggest criticisms of Nick and that's got to improve that attention to detail. And, and when it comes to rub routes or wide receiver screens, look, that's your position, man. You got to get those guys doing it. Uh, uh your thoughts there, Chris. There's a, it's an art form to it because there's too many times you have to go to, oh, no, I didn't know I was in the way. So, I mean, to, before we blatantly saw, I mean, to, like, uh, I don't know if it was Rager. I like they did yesterday. And Whites a couple of times were just flat out blocking. You're waiting like, what are you doing? But I wonder, personally, I think it might improve because now you have more experienced guys, more veteran guys that can be playing a little bit more in those last lot area. So now you have Zach Pascal who yeah, knows Zach, it's more yeah. it's that one. You can do that a little bit more. And he knows how to get away with it, as opposed to say, "Well, I, I wouldn't put Quest Watkins in on the block one on the screen, but I would probably more like a, a, a bigger guy, like say like a Jalen Rager, who is still young, still trying to put things together, and then he's getting more in the, in the way and just flat out blocking. And you don't have to worry about JJ now, except for tight end. But I think it's I think you have some better personnel to do that if they wanted to, and. It looks for what they had. I'm glad that we don't have to see the, the the high five in the middle just to make sure they get the spacing right in order to do that. Now it's just like finally, I'm saying you have guys that actually know. Okay, this is what we're doing. I don't have to high five the guy. And go. Oh, I have enough good space. All right, yay. So there's still some there's still some work that has to be done on there, but I don't foresee it being as many penalties for offensive pass interference unless it's AJ Brown trying to get position down the field or, or guys like stuff like that. See, at first time, the Eagles get a stop and the punt team comes out onto the field. Who's back to catch it? Britton Covey or Jalen Rager? Britton Covey, for sure. He's been taking a lot of the first uh, – he's been going first a lot when they're doing these return return drills. And I think it's Covey because I think they would also want to see if he warrants a spot. I think – personally, I think he makes a team. I, I really think he, he does that. And they want to give him – because I think he cl- catches the ball cleanest. I think when you look at Rager in the last couple last couple of years, you know, there's always that uncertainty. He drops a little bit or he has to – you see a ball move a little bit, and you're like, oh, is that is he muffing it or not? Eh. I think when I look at Kobe, he's been catching the ball cleanly with his hands, and he's got enough quick twitch reaction. I don't think he's – I don't think we'll see the Dante Hall type deal with him. He might be Danny, Danny Amendola when he's back there catching the punch and stuff like that. So I think we see more of that, and I think he'll do a decent job there too. Um, you mentioned uh Britain making the team. Does that mean Jalen Rager doesn't, or you have them keeping six receivers? I have them keeping six. I think they keep the six there, and yeah, because I look, I, I look away just I think when you look at the, the cap, the cap hit when it comes to there, and I think they're when you're I think the front office is looking like, hey, you know what, we still think we can get something out of Jalen Rager, and, and we don't want to say, hey, no, this was complete failure or anything like that. And maybe his mindset gets – his mindset, he seems like he's in a better place mentally than he was the last two years too. So I think to do that, and if anything, I think Deion Kane might make a late push, but it is, I don't think that's not a spot on this team to warrant. You're never going to have seven wide receivers on this yeah. roster, 53, but I think he's going to impress too. So it's going to be 
they're pretty deep at that position compared to other years. Well, let me ask you about maybe my favorite Eagle player, uh, Derek Barnett. Um, <laughs> veteran Derek talked guy. to us this week. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I defend Derek all the time, and Derek gave me the – That was – that interaction between us, like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. did this something happen? I didn't know about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, how are you, John? <laughs> I, I usually take the time to point out how underachieving Derek Barnett has been since he put on an Eagle uniform, but John Johnny Mac comes to his defense, so I'm glad that uh, – I, I get John unfollowed by people on Twitter – but every once in a while, I get him a bro job with the guy from the Eagles. How uh, Derek was not that was not a uh, that was not a serious how you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't think so? That was, no. like get, that was like a get the hell out of the tent how you doing? Yeah. Right, so, so another guilty by association for McMullen. No, Derek, it wasn't me specifically. Derek just doesn't like talking to the media. I mean, yeah. he just. He also doesn't, doesn't like sacking the quarterback. So those two things go hand in, which is very good. Um, Chris Franklin, how much does he play tonight? He's a veteran guy, so he should get the veteran pass. But he hasn't exactly stood out in practices, shocking, uh, this uh, spring. So uh, do they need to determine how much he's got in the tank going forward for him to play during the regular season? I know they say they view – the two they, they have uh one a defensive line and one b defensive line but to me being where he's at on the depth chart i think he plays a lot especially in the first half because you need to you need to get some a you need to throw somebody out there be it on, on that second team or, or to back up and then b you need to basically see what he's got right now and, and try different combinations along that line and see what works well try to move him around see what See, who knows? I doubt they do these eyeballs. We'll see if he can drop back in coverage once in a while because they've done that in the past. So, I think you need to get him. You need to get him a lot of work. He, he you would have liked to seen him, especially as a former first round pick, be on that first team and not be beaten out by Josh Sweat or anybody like that. But we're at the point of that where he's at right now. So, I think he's going to get a lot of work tonight. You know how he mentioned, and I've been saying it. You know, if if you could get the men in black sort of mind erasing device and make everybody forget uh, that Derek Barnett was a first round pick. Um, he'd be fine as a rotational player. You'd say, Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, but he's in Philadelphia and he was a first round pick and he was number 14 overall. Um, are you surprised he's here? Uh, from both standpoints, from Derek's and the Eagles. I thought he would have gotten a little bit more money than what he did elsewhere because there are moments there are moments when you see the pass, especially that Denver game last year, where you see him get the pressure on a quarterback. You see him get the hurries and you see him impact the, the timing of a quarterback and you're looking like, where's his consistency? Where's this guy every through 17 games? And you don't see that. I'm shocked. I thought he would go somewhere else to say, you know what? I want to restart things. I, I got my money here. I, more than what I was putting signed here, and, and he just moves on and and tries to revive his career, revitalize his career. But the fact that he didn't get the contract that he was searching for, especially and DNs are one of the highest paid positions as well too, because everybody wants pass rushers. He was a passing league. The fact that he's back here that really did surprise me. But the, he said he, well, he said he likes the, the locker room and everything else. So I guess if apples are apples, come back what you're familiar with, but. Uh, I was a little shocked, honestly. All right. You you, you buying that? 
that he's back here because he likes the locker room because he likes Philadelphia. I do. I, they they are close. I did. Well, they don't like talking to me, but well, Brandon, <laughs> um, uh, Brandon likes talking to everybody. Um, it, it, he is close. His teammates do like Derek a lot. I mean, there is something to that. Uh, they're, they're, they are very close. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I think he's, uh, my opinion, I think he's back here because the Eagles gave him the best offer. I think the well, rest yeah, of the somebody gave me that's what Derek I, Barnett that is not shared by the Eagles and or some of the media that cover this team. I think the league decided you're not that good. We're not paying you. And Eagles well, that's said, what, All right, what, we'll what I was offer on the table and we'll take you back. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Now, if he got a better contract elsewhere, I think he would have liked other people in another city. But I do think he 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 does get along. Uh, with his teammates, and they always generally defend him. So I think there's something to that point. Well, I think he's a hard worker. I just don't think he produces. And I'll I know th- he I'll gives effort, and I know that he's a good guy, and his teammates like him. I'll take the guy that actually makes plays on Sunday. And I'll, I'll throw this one thing in real quick. If he cuts out those penalties, he's got the rep, but if he finds finally finds that target zone and he stops jumping all sides, and he has a year like he has last year, I think he gets probably one or two more million dollars. But if you commit the penalties, you become a liability and can sustain drives and at least a point. So Especially when the head year. coach gets pictured saying, it's always him. <laughs> <laughs> so if he does if he does well this year, like if he, if he has the same type of year as he did last year, cuts out the penalties, I think he's elsewhere with the problem probably about a couple million more. I really do. Yeah. You're older. Is, well, is that, any, yeah, is there any I mean, potential? Is what it is. I, but I, it's I, not a bad. It's not a bad fourth defensive end. That's all I'm saying. It's not a bad fourth defensive. Right, end. and what you said, John, which is accurate. He's no longer on his first contract. When he was on his first contract, I think it's ultimately fair to judge him as you're the 14th pick in the draft. Oh yeah, you rewrote yeah. Reggie White's yeah. record book at Tennessee. Yeah, you're going to be held to that standard. Fair or mm-hmm. unfair, it is what it is. He's no longer on his first contract. He had the chance to go free agency. He didn't. He came back here. He's playing for under market value for a defensive end with his veteran status. Uh, you judge him on what he is now. I'll, I'll put all of that behind us that he didn't get the job done for his status in the draft. Just judge him as uh, a free agent acquisition because he was a free agent who's making what four and a half million five million dollars or something like that this year yeah not outrageous he at can all. make up yeah it's not it's not a bad deal so uh, let's shift it to the defense as a whole chris because i think people are going to finally get to see the base defense the base defense the base defense <laughs> they're going to finally see what a five two overhang is and yes they're going to see all the the odd man versus even man fronts. You're going to see even man fronts on the obvious pass rushing situations. Um, what are you most excited to see? You mentioned Nakobe. Everybody seems to want to see Nakobe, but are you excited to see schematically or players? A, a lot of new players. What what what's more important to you? I think the the, the scheme I really would love to see. I don't think we're going to see it until they play the Lions. Because they want to hold, probably hold that in the thing. But I really want to see player. I want to see Jordan Davis. I want to see how much of a force he can be in the middle of that line, how much attraction he can take, and and how much pressure he gets up the middle. Because I look over overall in this camp, I I've liked what I've seen a lot. I really truly have. And he's not he's I'll put it this way he's not as dominant as we saw in that one video. 
that, that he and had against Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. He didn't like that either. Yeah. I get and credit Cam, for Jordan. He's right because Cam Jordan Jorgens yeah. has in those one on ones have stood him up too a lot. So yeah. still, just still, they both need to work on something. They're rookies, so you expect that. I want to see how much attention he draws, how much he gets used to his gap, and I want to see some of these pass rushing moves as well too. Because the big knock on him coming out was he can be a good run stuffer, but he rushed a passer. I think he can. I just want to see how he's able to maneuver that way and, and and able to fight off double teams. So that's that's the main guy I'm looking for. I want to see him be a force in that middle. And then overall, I think it's well too. Just pull this up. The cornerbacks that they have because they're loaded at cornerback right now in terms of numbers. You got guys like you're, you're, in my opinion. You got like you got. Seven guys fight seven or eight. Seven guys fighting for like maybe one or two spots, and you got you invested all this last year with bringing cornerbacks: Tay Gowan, Mac McCain, Kerry Vincent, Josiah Scott. I want to see how those guys work in there. And Scott, right now, just because he's able to play safety and looking yeah. decent, cross training, yeah, he might That's have a right too. They're cross training. Yeah. That says something. Yeah, and I think and another guy, Kayvon Wallace, I think he's going to have to show out these next two games because if not, he got by caught up on the GM already. That that was the most interesting part, um, the last practice. So uh, Anthony Harris had a, a dental issue and missed the practice, and it wasn't Kayvon Wallace. It was it was Andre Sachere and even Reed Blankenship. Yeah. Getting some first team reps and no Kayvon Wallace. What does that say about Kayvon Wallace, Chris? I think he's I have him when he outside looking in outside looking in for a roster spot. I really do. And to me, I think he's more suited. I think they should have eventually tried to cross train him being like possibly a linebacker or a dime. I think he's more of an inbox guy. And when you look at what they're doing right now, the safe there's some top three safeties overall right now. When you have Harris, Epps, and Tart. Now, okay, you're three deep. Kayvon Wallace, okay, what do you do? When you look wait, at wait, 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 real quick, Jaquaski, Tart, is he guaranteed to make this team? I mean, he's gone for personal reasons. We haven't seen him the past few days. When he was out there, he was he was getting second team reps considered, but then he got some third team reps. What what's going on with Jaquaski Tart? You still have him and in, in in that top three? I think so. I think he's still trying to work his way back into playing as well, too, because he came in later than most of the other guys as well, too. So I still have him in that top three because I think he can still do a lot with him. And I think he still could play at a higher level. I thought it was a little peculiar. And, and in the, I know everybody has personal reasons. I love his when he comes back. I love to talk to him about, well, I know his personal reasons, but if it's nothing too serious, if he's willing to open up about it and see what's going on there. Hopefully it's not one of those things where he's trying to contemplate his future or something like that. And yeah. he, he opens nothing like that. But I still think overall, if you had to put you in and say, Hey, Kayvon or Tart, you're picking in the schoolyard and go give me Kayvon, Kayvon or Tart. And you have to play right now for this game to do it. I'm still going Tart even before I see right now. I might All go right. saturate. Okay. I'm, picking, I'm, picking, I'm going off to the side and picking Reed Blankenship. <laughs> All right, so we all have different guys. I'm taking Josiah Scott. I think he's going to be the guy who's going to be moved back to safety and get that spot. No, better yet, prediction from yours truly. That 24, 48-hour period after rosters need to be cut down, when everybody's claiming everybody else's player and there's roster jump, Eagles will get another safety. 
not necessarily a starting safety, but the Eagles will be picking someone else off another team's roster at the cutdown date. Remember, you heard that here first. All right, last thing for me, Chris Franklin, supposed to be a big deal coming into Eagle camp. The competition at right guard didn't happen, didn't materialize. It's been Isaac and only Isaac. Does Isaac play tonight? I think very limited. I think it's a very limited thing because he still needs time to work with Lane Johnson. And he needs, especially now, if you may not have Kelsey. I know they're saying they want Kelsey back week one, but if you do not have Kelsey back, you need him to get used to playing next to Cam Jurgens too. So I don't think it's going to be – I don't think we'll see a quarter or anything extended time with Sam Allen, but I still think you need him out there to get used to those two and playing there. And, and it's been a while since he had any game action. It's been like week three, I believe it was, when he got against like the Cowboys, when he does that Liz Frank injury. So it's been a while since he played game speed. So you want to get him back at ramped up and get used to that again. So yeah, I think he I, I think he plays a little bit and then keeps keep him safe. Uh, All right, Chris Franklin, Franklin, thank you very much for hopping on with us today. Uh, Watch out for McMullen. He gets a little antsy when he gets near the food tray. So (laughs) if you're down there early near him, he's got a bum like If he's going for the last hot dog, hit him in the knee. He's got a bad knee. You can get him out of the the way real easy. He's he's limping around. That's true. You might not see the limp. So if you're coming in from behind, just one quick shot in the knee, he'll go down. You get the last hot dog. I'll pull the old quarterback moves, maneuver around the pocket, and I'll, start, I'll move around trying to move forward to the Stoders or something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Extend the play, Chris. <laughs> CF, thanks, really? brother. We'll get you back on in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You have a good thanks, one. Chris. Appreciate Chris, it. Chris Franklin, NJ.com, here with us on Birds 365. All right, Johnny Mac. Um, I got to jump out a little early today. Got CBS Sports Radio duties. Um, safe travels over to uh, the link. Tonight, you and I, tomorrow morning, right back here uh, at... Now, Monday. It's Friday. Oh, Uh, shoot. It's Friday. What the hell am I going to do without talking to McMullen for two days? Yeah. Uh, Two and two, but the big two and two. We'll be back Monday to talk uh, preseason football. To to put it under the microscope, as they say, Joe. All right. But you'll be putting up stuff on uh, jacobsports.com. Jacobsports.com. Yeah. Check it all weekend. Yeah, McMullen will be giving you everything that you need. All right, uh, good luck to the Birds. Good luck to the Jets. Made the better team win. Who the hell knows? The, the Eagles are the better team. We all know that. Uh, but who the, the hell Jets knows? Jets got the better third team quarterback, baby. Mike White, that's what you look for in the preseason. Mike White could and be. And by the, the way, team. while you're still here, Jody, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. 21 in a row. John, 21 uh, are greatest streak in sports. That's right. Coach Harbaugh never loses in August. Write that one down. Remember that one. All right, uh, J-Mac, I'll talk to you next week. Johnny Mac coming back with uh, Tone will help him shut down this edition of Birds 365. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back to Burge 365. He's John McMullen and I am Tone DeShields II. Filling in and closing out the show for Jody Mack. He has to handle some other business with CBS Sports, but you guys have me and I am super ecstatic, super blessed to be here with you guys. John, man, it's the first preseason game. Football is back. Tell me, are you excited or are you excited? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to see the first game. Uh, of the season then you quickly you get about five minutes in and say oh can we get to september 11th can we fast forward uh in in the season opener but you know look you know football's a physical game and we talk about how preseason games have been less valued in recent years but this is the first chance you get to see the people be really physical and that can make a difference for certain players, certain positions. We talked about running backs tone, you know, I don't know. You got to see running backs and being able to break tackles and, and being able, able to move the pile with the Eagles. The offensive line is so big to their success. Obviously you're not going to get to see Jason Kelsey tonight. Um, and even the starters that do play, they're going to have just a cameo, but it's it's really important uh, for this particular offense to to get that offensive line going. So it's just good to see the physicality of the sport back after months of T-shirts and shorts and um, when they do put on the pads and practice finally, as they have in recent days, you know, very controlled. No tackling to the ground, nothing of that nature. So that's the most exciting part. 
Yeah, and and that's why I think the preseason is so valuable. I know it's slowly starting to be diminished. Uh, who knows, maybe three or four years from now, we might be only playing two preseason games or maybe only one preseason game. Um, but, you know, the preseason is – it just gives guys, young guys, guys who are, you know, on the fringe, are trying to, you know, trying to correct the roster. It gives them that opportunity to just show what they're capable of, uh, show, you know, uh, show, that it, show that they can impose their will. And, you know, like you said, just just be physical and just and just get back to that smash mouth uh, version of football. Uh, some guys I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, you brought up the running backs. I'm really curious to see uh, what this kid Kennedy Brooks will look like. Um, you know, he's a he's not the he's not ne- necessarily a power back, but he's not he's not really a <laughs> he might uh, be on this team. He's the closest right. thing they got to a power right. Guy. Right. He's the, he's the closest thing. He's about what, 205, 215 pounds. Something uh, like that. He's listed at. 213. 213. So, okay. Um, you know, compared to what they have, and obviously Miles would be the closest to 211. Yeah. Um, and Miles is obviously not considered a power back. No, uh, Kenny Gainwell is not a power back. Jason Huntley is a speed back. Boston Scott, we talk about very powerful. So Boston yeah. is sort of, but you a know, stout back, you know, very six. stout. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have that big back, and I think a lot of people think they need it. I don't because of the presence of Jalen Hurts. So when they're on their goal line or fourth and one, Jalen Hurts is just going to go get you the first down. So I'm not as concerned with that lack of a big back as other people are. And the Eagles just brought in DeAndre Torrey, who's you know undersized as well, 5'7", uh, small back. Um, yeah, so there is no Jordan Howard here, but I think that presence is, um, filled by Jalen Hurts. So if it is third and one, fourth and one, I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts get that first down. Yeah. Um, I see what you mean. I would, I would definitely not like him having to be that physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, but you know, I'm curious to know how many running backs do you think this Philadelphia Eagles, uh, this Philadelphia Eagles team keeps on the roster? They typically keep four. Um, you know, I've heard Ed was on the show today. Ed Kratz says they're only going to keep three, but I don't. I don't know how you can keep three through an NFL season. You need, and A you know, game season at that. Yeah. Um, now there's sort of more strategy to it now because the the practice squad is so much bigger. It it's sixteen deep. So you can do it that way and keep somebody on the practice squad. If you need them, you can just right. elevate them. Um, but I think they're going to keep four. And, you know, I, it, three is obvious, and that's Miles and and, and Kenny and, and Boston Scott. You can put them in and pen. Um, and then you're talking about Jason Huntley and, and Kennedy Brooks. So the preseason is going to be big for them. We always talk about that cut down two to to fifty three tone. There's a number of positions. I think Jody mentioned safety. I've been mentioning tight end. Um, running back is another one of those positions. The fourth guy might not even be here yet. You know, when somebody gets somebody has, is deep at a particular position, the Jets are deep at tight end. You know, maybe they cut a tight end. And you say, well, that's better than Jack Stoll. Well, let me ask you this. So you have – the Eagles are interesting because they have a handful of players who are multiple, guys that are versatile, guys that are 
tweeners, right? You have a guy like Hassan Reddick, who's a tweener, that linebacker slash edge rusher. Because you have a guy who kind of plays both positions, is there a chance that they keep an extra guy with another position group because they have a guy who's a tweener? Um, no, uh, because uh, like Hassan Reddick, uh, you know, would uh, obviously it would depend on the player and the position, but yeah. uh, I, I would think a better example of that would be in the, in the defensive backfield with Josiah Scott and, okay. uh, and Andre Sachere. Like, you know, Hassan Reddick's an edge rusher. Right? He's not uh, a linebacker. He's not an off-ball linebacker. Now, that doesn't mean he's never going to drop in the coverage. He is. Right. You know, Ed mentioned it might be his own blitz. But when he does drop in the coverage, you're trying to fool the quarterback. You know, you're not trying to say, hey, go cover Travis Kelsey because yeah. it, it, decoy. It, yeah. You're, you're, you're just trying to fool uh, the cornerback, uh, the quarterback. That's what I think the Eagles are trying to do in the defensive backfield is, and I mentioned that early in the show with guys like Scott and, and Sachere is say, look, these guys can play corner. They can play slot corner. They can play safety. They're good special teams players. That's, that's the kind of versatility that will, you know, enable you to maybe keep, keep somebody at another position because they're, they're doing multiple roles. Right. You know, another guy uh, that I think about who I'm excited to see, um, I'm not sure if he makes his roster. He most likely will probably be a practice squad guy just because how just because how deep the team deep the team is at this position group. But a guy like uh, Kyron Johnson, um, I love the way he his approach to the game. Um, I love his commitment to the game. Um, I love how he's really in tune with his uh, his deficiencies and what he needs to improve on. He's just a very uh, smart player to me. Um, and an aggressive player at that. I know you said he's supposed to, he's supposed to be, if everything pans out for him this season, um, at this stage in his career, he's most likely going to be that special team guy, and uh, he just plays fast. So what's your thoughts on Kyron Johnson, on him potentially making his roster, and also what his usage may be um, tonight in the Jets' preseason game? Well, I think he's going to play a lot tonight, and preseason is big for Kyron because he's supposed to be a great special teams player Look, we don't get to see special teams that often in practice. And when they do practice special teams, it's very controlled and you can't gain a lot of info from it other than who who's in what position and who they're expecting to be good special teams players. Now it's live, man. You know, he runs a four four as a as a linebacker, as an edge rusher. Um you know, if he shows up on special teams, I think he's going to make the team over Patrick Johnson, uh, who's more of, you know, just the backup to Hassan Reddick and isn't, you know, played on special teams last year, but didn't really stand out. So if, if the reputation of Kyron Johnson as a great special teams player follows him and he proves to be that, um, I think he will have the advantage over over a guy like Patrick Johnson, even though Patrick's been here for a season. Well, what about a guy like Jacoby Stevens? You know, I feel like he I feel like he's you know falling by the wayside, and no one really uh, talks too much about him, and we haven't really heard too much about him in training camp. Um, how yeah, do you I, I, 
it's a difficult transition. Jacoby obviously was a safety at LSU and the Eagles are trying to make him into a linebacker. I mean, he's a guy who's, you know, probably going to be in the practice squad again. The good news for a guy like Jacoby Stevens, he's been, you know, taking third team reps at, at linebacker uh, with Christian uh, Ellis. Um, it, you have those extra spots so and and you can keep uh players longer on the practice squad so he has a longer time to develop and he'll be here he'll be here on the practice squad they'll get him through waivers uh and they'll be able to get him on the practice squad but for the first time in in forever the eagles actually have some depth at linebackers so that plays into his problem as well because you know TJ's going to be here. You know Kaiser's going to be here. You know Nicobe's going to be here. Davion's going to be here. So um, really difficult numbers game. Uh, and Sean Bradley as well, who might be the Eagles' best special teams player. So um, difficult numbers game for Jacoby Stevens, but he'll be on the practice squad. All right, we got a few minutes left in the show. Let's have a little fun really quick with some stats here. So we all know preseason stats aren't really relevant to anything. But, you know, there's going to be at least one interception thrown tonight. You know, you're going to have these backup quarterbacks, these third-string quarterbacks out there, you know, trying to uh, you know earn themselves a roster spot and going to be competing with their counterparts. But let me ask you this. Out of all the DBs, and even if it is a DB, which corner or safety or which player on defense in general for the Philadelphia Eagles catches the first interception of the preseason? Oh, oh, well, you know, Zach Wilson's liable to throw one right off the bat if the Jets play him. <laughs> so it could be a starter, but I, I'm with you. It'll probably be one of the backups. Now, the problem with the Jets is Joe Blacko's the backup. So, right. He's right. A I totally guy. forgot they had him. Yeah, he's a veteran guy. And then they have a good uh, third string quarterback in Mike White, but Mike's going to throw it around. So. To me, if the Eagles get one, it's probably going to be uh, with Mike White throwing the football all over the field. So I, w- I would look at that, you know, those backup corners. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Mac McCain. Uh, Interesting. Okay. I think Mac's going to play a lot. He's back from the knee injury, um, had a little knee tweak and in, in training camp, missed a couple practices. He's got a lot to prove. Tay Gallon's got a lot to prove. I don't think Kerry Benson's going to play tonight. I, I think Mac's going to play more, so I'll go Mac McCain. Yeah, I'll you know I'll I'll counter you with uh, your 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 main man Josiah Scott, uh, the guy who's uh, training between cornerback and safety. Um, you know, it's, man, I, I'm I'm really I'm, I'll be honest, John. I'm I'm really excited of you know for tonight. Uh, I'm going to be at the game. Um, so any, any of you Eagles fans who see me, don't be afraid to say hi, but don't run up too fast. Take your time. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take your time. Say hi. If you see me, it's, it's all love, man. Um, but yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited just, you know, just for this game, Philadelphia Eagles football is back. And, you know, this season, there's so much riding on this season for all, you know, for so many parties involved. Um, Jody said it really well earlier. He said the Eagles are serving many masters uh this season um are they going to you know are they going to try to lean on their quarterback strengths and be run heavy um are they you know what, what's going to be the pass to run ratio um really quickly um john um what do you think is going to be the pass to run ratio tonight uh i i, I mean 
I I think they're going to pass it more than running it, but I don't think it means that much. I think the Eagles um, are working on the pass game more than the run game. I think, you know, it makes sense. They led the NFL in rushing. Uh, They're not as concerned. They know their offensive line. Um, They're trying to get better at the passing game. So I think if you if you look at it in a regular season mode from last year, it's going to be more like the first six weeks. They're going to try to pass and pass and pass and pass it uh, and try to get sharper from that aspect of the game. Um, yeah, and, and that's what it should be because they need more work in that aspect of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can I can, I can agree with that. But you guys, this has been your Friday edition of Birds 365. Eagles football is back. And they opened a preseason plan against the New York Jets. And I think we all know there's not much to really expect from the New York Jets. But at the same time, we don't really know what to expect from this team either. You know, there's a, you know, there's again, there's a lot riding on this season. The Eagles have depth at many positions, and it's going to be really interesting to see those position battles actually come into fruition uh, during the preseason. Guys are going to be physical. Guys are going to be knocking heads around, and it's going to get grimy, you guys. Guys are fighting for their lives. Guys are fighting for their careers. They're fighting for that paycheck. And the last thing you want to do is get between a man and feeding his family. But he was John McMullen. I am Tone shows the second. This is Birds365. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys comment below. As always, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, Paul Domowicz, or Mr. Santa Liquido, make sure you guys check out jakibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. One love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay hungry, you guys, and take care. And we'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.